Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo, Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, in Bellicoso, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame, and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfas N7 5-packs and 50-count bundles using promo code FAB5. That's F-A-B-5. Right now at Fabrica005.com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over 125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50 count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 37th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We explore one of the most popular New World marcas, discuss the Live Golf League, and the lizards roast me about an infamous night of drinking, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy, as we pair 18-year-age Chivas Regal with the Oliva V in Churchill. Our first Oliva V on the pod tonight... The Series V Churchill Extra, a beefy, large, intimidating 52 ring gauge by 7-inch cigar. We have a lot of history with the cigar, boys. We do. A lot of history. I think a lot of people have a lot of history with this cigar. <laughs> That's a good point. I know a lot of people who really love it, this cigar. It's a very popular cigar. I, it's one of our most requested cigars we've ever had yeah. on the pod. Yeah. It, it's so popular, some only smoke this cigar. That's true. It's <laughs> very true. Tasty. Some do. It has a unique smell on the wrapper, I got to yeah. say. It's, well, it's very, very Bob Baffert. <laughs> very, very barnyard. Very equestrian. Very equestrian. Very equestrian. <laughs> Bob Baffert. <laughs> Isn't he suspended from ever participating in horse racing ever again? My point exactly. <laughs> I heard he got into shooting. It's true. That must be what he's doing now. 
All right, boys, let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. Cold draw is not bad. It's okay. It's not bad. A little no. fruity. Yeah, like a typical New World. Yeah, New World dried fruit. Yeah, cold draw is not bad. Mm-hmm. It does not smell great, though. I it's, mean, no. it does not. There's no. some things that are happening it, pre-light for me. This, that this just... smells like that opus that I got yes. that night we did yes. the opus episode. For some reason, mine smelled like, like horse shit. Yeah, that's exactly what this smells like. <laughs> Because for the listener, I was smelling it before we started to record, and it smelled like a like it smelled like a racetrack, like I was a dirty barn. Well, yeah, it it really does. It smelled like something that I would uh, you'd see in the uh, in the paddock down at Belmont. (laughs) In all serious though, a lot of guys love this cigar. Yeah, and we've gotten. Let me tell you, out of any, this marca is very popular. Any marca, this is the one, New it's World, that we've gotten more requests for than any. Is but that, that right? little it's box Libra. press Maduro one is good. The yeah, Melania? Good. Melania. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty bad. good cigar. It's a little mm-hmm. sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. All right, should we smoke this thing? Yeah, let's light this thing, boys. Our Nicaraguan Puro tonight. The Dakota. Oliva Dakota, I stole your lighter. Churchill Extra. Oh, that's for the moment. 52 moment. ring gauge by 7 inches. This cigar requires a big torch. The wrapper is a sun-grown Habano. The binder is Nicaraguan. And the filler is Jalapa Valley Ligero. I got that charcoal starter thing out on this. You know the thing you start your charcoal with, with the butane? Mm-hmm. Here, you need that. Guess is that Jalapa like in Mexico? I, I'm not Mexico? sure. It says it's a Nicaraguan Puro. Oh, okay. So maybe you know, it's just a region. region in the garage. Yeah. Now you got to admit, initially, first draw is not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. No. A lot of smoke output. Yep. And a little fruity. Yeah. This is a big cigar, man. Yeah. It's pretty mild initially for me. Oh, this is this is gonna build. No bitterness. No bitterness yet. Oh man. Four? <laughs> the lighter got so hot. Oof. That's uh, Gizmo's favorite lighter. Been four no, that's my lighter. He forgot his. Oh. <laughs> Is that an ST DuPont? He just ejected onto the floor? No, it's a Vertigo. I know oh, better. Okay. <laughs> I knew better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not bad on the, uh, on the first light here. No. You know, I mean, I look at this cigar, and I, I, I hesitate anytime I see a Churchill I don't know, simply because it's, it's a commitment. But this is, even, this is a bigger, this is 52 ring gauge. This is like a Churchill Extra. Yeah. It's definitely big. Yeah, you, better, is, uh, you better like this if you're going to light it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. No. Very mild. Yeah, surprisingly. Getting a slight canoeing over here. Yeah. A bit. What are you guys getting flavor-wise so far? A little fruity. Yeah, I get dried fruit and something that's cocoa-ish on the finish, like either super dark chocolate or uh, dark roasted coffee beans, some, something around that flavor profile. Yeah, maybe a little nutty yeah. something. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the, the smoke to me is almost like a little chalky or something. Like it's almost gritty. I don't know why that is, but it's different. I've, I, I don't remember ever having that before. 
Uh, this would you pair. know the podcast is funny. This would because I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys why? You were all different. We like different things and everything, but like. I'm smoking a cigar that, quite frankly, I would just never smoke in my life ever. Yeah. This this old I, I and and if the listeners just like send bad emails and say Poobah's a, a, a douchebag, I just this is not a cigar. Like the size, I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick the. I wouldn't pick this for so many reasons. You know, and I'm not coming in pre like judging it, but it's just yes, so, you are. Oh, well, yes, you I, are. Big and huge and ridiculous. Someone and, has to bring Puba back down yeah. from the ceiling. And uh, it's a cigar you wouldn't pick up now. Here's but the, the Puba of old may have picked up oh, some Ashtons no. and some. Uh, you know, well, yeah, say, uh, look, listen. Not, guys, too, not too long ago. Guys, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but he's gone. I mean, he's like. You know, completely. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, flavor profile. Gizmo, the- Gizmo used to eat chocolate and a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <clears throat> we all used to have a primitive palate. Speak for yourself, Giz. <laughs> so the wrapper wasn't chocolate enough. Honestly, uh, just to get back to the cigar, I feel like you got to rate this for what it is for the moment. Like all the sure. previous recordings, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have preconceived notions about the cigar. There's yeah. no doubt about it. We are rating already? Well, no. Oh. Okay. But. I think right now, for what it is, no, it's initially, not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's smoking no, I, okay. I think I think Bamberg is an important point in the yeah. sense that I didn't think even on the light that I, I thought I'd have a very negative reaction to this, mm-hmm. and it's not overly harsh or nothing's too aggressive no. so no. far, and so it, it's not bad to start. It is a well-made cigar, right? The wrapper is really nice. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna course correct a little bit because there you go. I think it's the size. Yeah, I totally agree. We don't I think like it's this. the size. Yeah, it's I, too big. I, I, right, like it's really the because if this was a box pressed, oh, like that, don't they make a box press? The Melania V. The Melania V. Yeah. The Melania V. Now yeah. I don't know where how that well regarded that cigar is within it's the very line. popular. Grinder loves it's it, but it's a, it's uh, a good yard popular. cigar. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Right, but in other words, the size of it, like I'm just looking at this, and I think I'm just with apprehension going, I'm going to smoke this whole thing, like maybe that's why I'm just kind of like feeling apprehensive about it. Yeah. I just want to understand the flavor that this imparts. And I say that because I, I feel like we should talk about this. You meet so many people when you're a member of, of different cigar lounges. And, um, you know, I remember meeting someone who exclusively smoked this exact cigar in this, this shape, this Vitola, exactly what we have in our hand. And I was very shocked and confused as to how someone could smoke only one type of cigar their whole life it's all it smokes it's baffling never introduced variety or anything else so i just am the curiosity has been killing me to try this cigar given that someone could enjoy this so much that that's just all they want to you know dive into it's actually i'm i'm being a dick it's 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 started off no it's not bad i started off good i'm being i'm being a lunatic (laughs) um i think i know someone who could print a better label for this cigar but it's yeah the label is not yeah it is not special at all you mean the poopy brown color with the yeah it is not uh how much is the stick yeah good question it's 255 a box um you get uh 50 you get 24 in there so they're about 10 bucks a stick 10 bucks a stick okay which is i mean if listen if you like this flavor profile for and what you want getting? to spend an hour and a half or an hour it's or whatever it is. Great price. Um, yeah, and, and that's also, a good price for that kind of time. Yeah. The, the way I, 
I would recommend we approach this at least the way I approach new worlds that are very reasonably priced. Like this is a big cigar for ten dollars, right? Oh yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I the utility for me when we do this is, and I, I brought this up before, when I end up, you know, quickly visiting a cigar shop or lounge, and I ha- they don't allow outside cigars. I must buy something there, and the selection can be fairly limited. And just what's something that you know is gonna be serviceable to just have a quick smoke and something that I'm not going to hate. And uh, so that, that's kind of the lens through which I'm, I'm viewing this cigar of would I just in a pinch have to buy something. They happen to have it. Is this something that could satisfy enough to be serviceable? Yes. And, and in a social situation, um, more importantly, so I've had a, actually quite a few, many, many of those Robustos, the ones who were Demonias or whatever. In social situations, like outdoors after a hunt, you know what I mean? Where you're just kind of casually like just, you know, you're just hanging out. It's like, hey, here. Or a barbecue. Or a barbecue barbecue or something where you're not focusing on things that much and you're just having some drinks. You know what? It is uh, um, that particular cigar, which, by the way, it has a similar like flavor to this. It it really does. Um, You kind of just go through it and and it's good. And I think because... I was initially reacting to the actual, that's not a big commitment, that, that, that Robusto, you know? So you're kind of like, cool, like, I'll just smoke this. This When looking at this, I think at first I'm going, I'm really going to get into this whole thing for this long. Mm-hmm. So I think the, 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 in my experience with these, that little one that says, okay, it can get my, I'll give it that much attention. Yeah. But to give it this much attention, that's pretty which fair. is mega attention, Yes, is is telling me something different. I think Not it's about a the taste. Very fair comment. Do you know what I'm saying? From, from the point of view, of the size, the shape, the vitola. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's all fair. But one one thing I I have a different perspective on. I I I don't like when we are so hesitant around larger cigars. Not in ring gauge, just you know a, a Churchill or just something that's going to be a longer commitment. And I say that. Because I feel like we sit here and we say, well, that's going to be a really long commitment. But the reality is most times that we meet up to have a cigar, oh, yeah. right? We're smoking, let's say, even if it's a short session, two we're hours. having two Robustos. Two hours. And so that's two hours. And so, you know, this is like an hour and a half. It like kind of splits the difference between them. So, yes, it's a long commitment, but I don't think it's like such an extraordinary amount of time that. No, no, you're missing my point. I, I, I'm saying a commitment to. This, this stick. to this to stick this particular to this stick. particular gotcha, stick gotcha. for me. In other words, a robusto would probably is going to rate higher for me than committing to this flavor profile for so long. Gotcha. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'll come, dude. You know what? I'll smoke a Lucy. I'll smoke a right. Hoyle Double Corona sure. when they're good, or chefs any, edition, or whatever chefs. Dude, I love big long cigar, right, long yeah. smokes. But you got to really like this. I guess is what I'm saying is you got to really like this flavor to go in this big on a Churchill extra. That's fair. Yeah. I'm it's curious, a pretty big smoke. What's, everyone, big what's everyone getting now? Half inch in. Getting some spice. Yeah, yeah getting a little more spice. Getting, I'm it. getting that Nicaraguan kind of oomph a little bit it's in the back of my throat. Surprisingly still light for me. I'm getting a bit of a flavor ramp up. Slight bit of pepper, but not yeah, much. Yeah, it's surprising. It'll build, though, I would imagine. These things can... But it, for me, it's surprising in a good way. Yeah, agreed. I, I no, no, I agree. So, like, the Melanio is, is meant to be like a... 
smoother, less bold version of the regular V line. Okay. And so I was expecting this to start maybe even too aggressive for my palate. And okay. I think what we're all saying is like, this is not starting aggressive, not at all. which is good. Yeah. Very good. I'm surprised. Yeah. Smokable. I'm surprised. It's smokable. So and far. again, you know, that goes back to the bias of looking at the cigar, you know, to Puba's point, to what we were all saying. We're laughing about it. Obviously, we have a history of seeing the cigar smoked a lot in our prior lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we have some laughs about that. But I, I am surprised at, to where this is landing right now three quarters of an inch yeah. in. Yeah. I, I can't knock it so far. No, no I'm happier. I was yeah. kind of goofing off at first. But yeah, I'm... You've settled uh, down. I've settled down. <laughs> uh, For now. You're the, you've become the banker now. I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> but it, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a $10 stick, I mean, it's, it's, it seems reasonable in value so yeah. far. Yeah. No Pagoda, Pagoda, what are you thinking about this thing? Yeah, you know, uh, to all your points, uh, I was expecting something very different. Uh, I was expecting a lot of cocoa, you know, uh, coffee. To that, I don't know. That was my expectation going into the cigar, but it's been relatively mild from the perspective, you know, smoking end. So, I don't. So you, I don't think it's mild. No, it's medium. No, it's, it's medium. definitely medium. Yeah, I think it's yeah. No, it's milder comparative to what I was expecting. And I'm getting a great cocoa flavor. With some fruit and you know a bit of pepper there too, so, so kind of uh, complex. I'm, I'm getting that too. In, in the first half inch, I wasn't getting any sweeter chocolate or cocoa. Notes. You're getting it now though. But now, yeah. after a full inch, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's gotten a lot sweeter, like closer yeah. to milk chocolate. Wow! In a way that I like. I would. It's actually I, I would. I would agree. agree with that. It's getting better. I'm becoming, I'm taking a more mature outlook <laughs> on this cigar. I got to say, so there, there's one thing about this that's really reminding me of the EP Korea we did. The uh, El Senador? The, uh, the blue one? The Pledge prequel. Yeah. Ah. It, there's, a, there's a bit of a, a touch of that flavor in this. I, I like that. Well, I like the red dried fruit kind of upfront deal. Yeah, it's something about the way that it's hitting the back of my throat. I think this is better than that. I think so far. I definitely. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that. It is. Yeah. yeah. But the El Senador is better than this. So far, for Hands sure. Hands down. Yeah. There's a hint of that in there, too, the yeah. El Senador. I mean, for, you know, $10 for a Churchill. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a value. Yeah. I think it's, you know, so far good value. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys who will smoke, you know, the bigger ring gauges and, you know, bigger cigars. It's just that's what they are drawn to. Um, you know, I guess it's a matter of preference. Yeah. Would you consider this an entry-level cigar? Just a question. I mean, for if, price, if, certainly. For price, yeah. I mean, if, if a Churchill is ten, I, I would think so for but, sure. But not for not for flavor wise. I okay. think I think this is a little bit more. It's got it's got spice. I mean, it's it's full flavored. It's got a lot of body. It's medium flavor for me. Medium. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, I remember I, having this from before, and it really builds and builds, and it gets strong. So whoever in, that, stored, in that sense, I honestly, mean, like, whoever, not sorry. for a beginner. Sorry. Yeah, that's that. That's all I. Whoever stored these, they're in great shape. Yeah, uh, I think they're in good shape. Senators had them now. What about three weeks? Yeah, something like that. Four weeks. So. I think that has a lot to do with yeah. how it's smoking right now. Yeah, I think pulling the humidity down on these is you, you need key. To. You know why? Because this tower is not in the garage. It's inside the house. <laughs> Wait, it's not in a box? <laughs> Wait, yours is still in the box? Oh, jeez. Is yeah, it? It is. It We're going to do this every single week until you wow. get that humidor yes, set sir. up. I deserve seasoned. it. I deserve it. What's, what's the, what, the holdup? Uh, I've just been too busy. 
I'm not even thinking about that thing. Siri can't carry it up the stairs. The funky thing is I've got some boxes coming now. Yeah. I got I to gotta get, I get skiddy up time. Got to get it done. We have offered yeah, it. But definitely an inch in. It, mm -hmm. it does get into the cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's it, definitely. In a very good way. Yeah, I agree. It's this is very surprising. Dude, it's surprising. I'll also say, I mean, I've had that Milanio. To, I, I like the way this starts more than I like the way the Milanio starts. Well, more complex, for sure. This is more, more complex. complex. And I actually get more Barnyard in the Milanio. And mm. this wrapper, you, it smelled a lot like Barnyard. Yeah. But when you're smoking, you're not getting that that That's much. Right. Where yeah. with the right. Milanio, I actually get that a lot on the light. Yeah. What's you're, also surprising right is this, what I thought to be an awful spirit, it's drinking okay with ice. Honestly, it's it's not bad. I don't think we need to talk about the spirit tonight. We're gonna fucking should, go so right you, into you it. You know, Gizmo, your your intro was great, but should we have had a trigger warning to start this episode for you? For or? me, Senator, yeah, for do me. we have do we have a sink primed up for this time? <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about what it is first, and then you guys can you can you guys can grill me. So this is the Shivas Regal. Oh, you can try and direct the conversation in whatever direction you want to direct it, but it's only going one way. <laughs> So it's 18-year-aged Chivas Regal. Correction, it's Chivas, yeah, not Remy. I said Remy. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, oh. yeah, that's an edit, yeah. Chivas Regal, 18-year. 18-year. Delicious. It's yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a legendary spirit in this group. <laughs> Can I ask a serious question? You sure. <laughs> is it bad? It's not bad. What? The, the Chivas is No, it's very good. Oh, the no, Chivas, no, the Chivas is. Kind of drinking okay, surprisingly. Why would you say, is it bad? You should be saying, well, how good is it? Yeah, it's 18-year-old. It's I mean, it's, it's Look at who's in the room. Look, oh it's, it's extremely smooth. <laughs> it's, it's extremely smooth. I mean, it's a $70-plus bottle. That's yeah. true. I mean, I mean, the thing that this definitely, the age really helps because, I mean, Chivas 12 is not harsh, but it has some bite. This has totally mellowed any yeah. of that out. But Chivas, Chivas 12 is smoother than, like, Black Label. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, black label use. You know, from what I remember, like it has, it has some edge to it. There's that. That's oh, yeah. where you Chivas need a smooth. little bit of club soda. Yeah. I also think, you know, when you compare like black label and that's twelve years, and and Chivas twelve, the black label has a lot more flavor than Chivas twelve does. Yeah. But I think the age with the Chivas eighteen, this has more flavor, more body to it, which I I like a lot more because the twelve for me is just too. There's nothing interesting happening. This at least has some flavor. Yeah, it does. It has flavor. It's almost too smooth. I want to hear how he got wasted on this. Because <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't at this place that this happened. Cover your ears, Gizmo. <laughs> so, Who wants to start? Are, so, we, are, we, are we going there? Yeah. Oh, we're going, uh, we're we're go going, oh, going there. Are we going there? We're, we're going, going there. there. We're I'm pretty going. confident saying the only reason Puba picked up this bottle is to go there. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. So gotta, for the listener, buckle in. I want to, yeah, I want to prime it for the listener. This was a legendary lizard night. I wasn't there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't either, night. actually. You, you weren't there. I wasn't there. It was oh. just it was just me, Puba, Rooster, Puba, and Gizmo, and shitfuck. Oh, is that <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, dude. So this. <laughs> so, so we're at we're at our, we're at oh, the lounge we all met at. Really nice, elegant lounge, but it closes at nine fifty eight. What was it? Yeah, nine like nine fifty eight, and. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, we go longer than that. <laughs> uh, 10 o'clock doesn't work for us. 10 o'clock doesn't really work for us, nor should it for, for most people. I mean, uh, so the hours are not reasonable at this place. So we would look for alternatives. And one of the alternatives 
um, locally is this local Indian restaurant. And uh, uh, the owner who we're friends with happens to let us smoke cigars in there, which is fantastic uh, from time to time, not all the time, but you know, late at night, nobody's in there and we would crack the doors or whatever. And so we, we go in and um, we didn't light any cigars yet. I actually, I don't even know if we smoked cigars that night, did we? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No. Um, so we walk in and, uh, and the owner of this Indian restaurant, uh, great guy, dynamic guy, funny guy. Um, he's got a full bottle of, of Chivas 18 on the table and he's running his whole scene in there. He, right. He's running yeah. his whole ecosystem. He's got an <laughs> ecosystem that he runs and this is after the restaurant had closed, closed so it was right. him and this lady was sitting at the at the table they were they were meeting about and, uh, a, a she party. was she was apparently there what since, was her name since 6 p.m we just know her as shit fuck <laughs> <laughs> right so 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 she so she got yeah we only call her shit fuck so so the owner of the restaurant's hanging out with this woman who we because she up called with, us shit fucks because she <laughs> called us shit fucks so i i she, basically we were talking about she was talking about her kids and she goes, she goes, you know, she goes, I don't understand these kids. They, they, they talk back to me and I'm like, you shit fuck like that. And I, and, and, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, shit fuck. And she's like, shit fuck. I'm like, you, you're shit fuck. And she's like, you're shit fuck. <laughs> and then I guess that's it. So we just started calling her shit fuck and she didn't mind. She thought it was funny. And, um, and so now it's a term of affection she calls her kids shit, shit fuck. Fuck. i'm like come on shit fuck have another drink because i'm like i can't believe she's talking like this it was uh, yeah her mouth and everything and i and i and she was like shit fuck these shit fucks i go yeah i go shit fuck so i kept calling her shit fuck she thinks it's funny everybody is is drinking and and, and we're drinking the shivis regal so uh, so Gizmo is there and, and Rooster's sitting to the right of me. Gizmo's sitting to the left of me and, and we start drinking. And uh, it's not an ask, like I need a refill. The owner of the restaurant, Mr. S, let's call him. Mr. S, he just, he just fills up your drink as you're moving along. You'll be like talking and then you'll turn back and your drink and then it's just full. It's Indian hospitality. It's Indian hospitality, yes. precisely. So long story short, I look over at Gizmo and he's, it's like as if someone threw water on the gremlin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like his, his like, there's weird, he's twitching. Weird things are starting to happen. His eyes are going all kind of crazy. Like, and, you know, like, what's up Giz? And he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I gotta go do payroll. I gotta go. <laughs> what time was this? 2 a.m.? About midnight. It's like fucking oh, yeah. midnight, right? Payroll at midnight. He goes, I gotta go do payroll. <laughs> We're like, you gotta do payroll now? He's like, yeah, I gotta deliver. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do payroll. I'm like, oh. do payroll. I look, at, I look at Rooster. He looks at me. He goes, payroll what the fuck is he doing we're like talking about him in front of him he doesn't even know what's going on so I, you know we're like whatever whatever and he he walks out to his vehicle and I rem and we were wrapping up kind of anyway no we thought he left <laughs> we were like all right he's got to do payroll so yeah we let him go which wasn't the most responsible thing as a friend but anyway he's an adult he's got to take responsibility for his actions he walked out the door and um and we thought he had gone and we're going back to our car and I see an hour next, later, next thing I know, 
I'm looking at this this Volkswagen, and there he is. He's in the Volkswagen, and the RT on. Right, and I and I look inside, and he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's completely unconscious. Right, I go, I go, Rooster, come here. You got to see this. <laughs> Uh, I go look at look inside. I go kiss most fucking I, shot. I wish you would have taken He's a photo. Fucking shot. Uh, and, then, and then Rooster says, "He goes, is that vomit in the car?" And I'm like, definitely, that's vomit in the car. The entire passenger side of the vehicle is covered mm-hmm. in puke. So I knock on the door, <laughs> wake him up, and I look at him and I go, he snaps right too, like nothing. Like he, he seems like he's totally straight. I said. Hey man, you should. I'm done with peril. I don't think you should drive. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he, he goes, nothing you do. And I go, listen, man, you own a business. You can't do this. You're not driving anywhere. And he said, he said, oh, you're right, you're right. And that was it. And then we just pulled him out of the car. The, uh, Rooster drove. Rooster drove him home. And that was it. For well, well, hold on. I, I heard he christened roosters. Yeah, uh, the side of roosters. Uh, the car. color of his car changed. That well, I just said, I just said, listen, man. I got to drive you home. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he got in. Yeah, he got, he got in. And, uh, you know, the whole way home, we had the window window down. And uh, I think he, he must yeah, have he gone. He gave you a new he paint gave, job. He gave you a new paint yeah. job. This <laughs> is humiliating, I know. But, 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 but this is the I knew it was coming. As soon as I saw Shivas on the, uh, the itinerary tonight, I was like, oh. The only thing I heard, over. the only thing I heard, I, I feel like, Gizmo needs an attorney right now, so I'm just going <laughs> to play a fake one for the podcast's sake. Um, I, I did remember Gizmo saying that he had told the owner he didn't want any more shivas. I was putting my and hand over I the, heard the glass. That the, that the owner was pouring the oh, shivas yes, through his fingers yes. into the glass. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Oh, well, that's exactly what happened. I was begging him to stop pouring, and he <laughs> was. I was covering the glass with my hand, and he was pouring through my hand were but you it, drinking it, to a straw I mean. but but i'd like to also put in context for the listener please just so everyone understands one giz is not a big drinker he, at all uh he's not a huge drink like he, you know he doesn't overindulge uh but for the record also gizmo didn't drink in college which is the reason this happened that is true yes that's true and and, and so he he he's vomited but you know, subsequently to that <laughs> as yeah. well. Um, uh, uh, but so he's a puker is what I'm trying to say is, is that a, I want to provide context in that he's a little bit of a puker. You're really helping with the context. Well, no, <laughs> no, because I don't want to make it seem like you're that guy who's like constant because you don't, uh, me, I drink, you, you kind of drink. I, you know, Thing. He hit. He hit. He hit up Senator Sink one night. Yeah, we, we he, could he have claimed it on water. I mean, that, that was the best one. That was the best one. So we we had a legendary night at my place. This is about four months after the Shivas yes. incident, <laughs> right? Which, the which at the time, you know, Gizmo said, "Oh, it was just that night. I I'm not a puker. I never. This never happens to me." This only happened to me at a Van Halen concert in like 1994. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> so we have this this great night at my place, and this was uh, sort of when the the. I had spread my love for caviar and rubbing caviar, champagne, cigars, all this. Sushi, sushi, sushi Cari- catered, karaoke, I mean, karaoke on oh, my yeah. deck. I mean, oh, it, was it was a wonderful thing. It was a wonderful day. Paul Roger, Saber, 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 Saber Roger, everything. Yeah. And uh, fast forward, I noticed Gizmo. So part of the problem I noticed everyone was pouring for themselves, and I, Gizmo was actually sitting right next to me that night. 
I'm looking at his glass, and it, it's like a Mr. S pour. Dude. I mean, he's just filling up it his was own glass. Of every, what? I'm sorry, I missed uh, it. Of McCallum 12. McCallum 12. McCallum 12. I still remember. He, he had the oh, bottle next to him. because you had the bottle next to him next on the deck. And he just kept filling. And I was like, ooh, boy, that, that's an aggressive pour. Dude. But I'm like, all right, you know, maybe he can. One after another was a full glass. <laughs> It was, it was full. a full fucking glass. It was full. Most. I Ubered that night. And I Ubered that he night. He did. And then you fast forward. I noticed. I'm like, Giz has been in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> and I see, I look like through the sliding glass door and I see there's like a line to use my bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> <A line. laughs> okay, something's not right here. How long can it take to, you know, take a piss? So I go inside. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. And I go inside and just open the bathroom. And Giz is just standing over the sink. And my sink met Gizmo in a way it never hoped to. Wow. There was God knows how much worth of caviar and sushi in the sink. And also, I'd just like to say, like, like Senator's bath, like, like Kess bathroom. Very nice. It's pristine. It's a very nice. Like, pristine. It's very, very nice. And it's like, this isn't like an American standard. Oh, no. You know, sink that your grandmother had. <laughs> this is like a flat sink, not to be puked in and stuff. It's a, a fucking disaster. It's a custom Duravit sink, modern, crisp, yeah, and pristine. Yeah, it's like built into the wall oh, and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, real, it's the real thing. It was it's, like a, it's like a fucking $11,000 sink yeah, or something. At least. You know what I mean? At least. And the, the best part is just Gizmo looks at me and he goes, it, it was the water. I was I was just trying to shovel water in my mouth and, and it, right. that's how it happened. It was the water. It was the water. He <laughs> goes sitting there like this is not the fucking water. Because this is so much water. And then <laughs> then we so we we split up into so now we're like SEAL team sixing them. Yes. We're like, okay, we've got to because I'm trying gonna, to fix it. We're gonna yeah, cut so this is the worst part. So <laughs> I, was Gizmo, trying, I was trying to fix Gizmo, it. Gizmo, who's usually Mr. Fix It, but in this state was no. doing the exact opposite. He's like trying to rip the drain. I'm like, Gizmo, just get out of the bath. No, 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 I got it, I got it. I'm telling Rooster, I'm like, Rooster, just get him out of the bathroom so I can try to fix this. And I had to plunge the sink. And well, finally, there were chunks. Worked. When I, when, <laughs> we, we, okay. So you just gotta, for the listener, you have to have the visual of, of like, of, <laughs> of Senator. Cause he's not a real tool guy. I mean, he may, do spring plantings or whatever he does, <laughs> but he's not, he's no. not Bam. I mean, Bam Bam can, Bam Bam can climb up the side of a fucking tree and like chop that. a limb off or like climb on somebody's roof. He, yes. he could build a house. He could build a fucking house, this guy. <laughs> now, you know, you got sitting, he goes and he grabs his toolbox. Yeah, I actually had to bring This tool fucking box. toolbox, dude, it's like right <laughs> off Amazon. None of the shit's been fucking used. I'm like, there's stuff with plastic on it and, and barcodes and shit still. I'm like, dude, what is Toolbox is like, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to really address this. Like, I get it. So serious. <laughs> his wife was away and everything, and he's like, I can't have. Yeah, this. can you imagine? My A wife plumber. comes home and it's like, why is there sushi in our bathroom uh, sink? Clogged in the drain. Oh, I mean, it my smells, oh it's no. unbelievable. And he's trying to use this toolbox. It was very funny. But um, you'll have to give me credit. I fixed it. You did. Yes, fix you did. It. Yes, you did. So yes, Giz did. had like dislodged the stopper, which I had to reattach. It's the only time in, in the time I've known Senator, we get along very well. <laughs> it's the only time he's ever been irritated <laughs> yeah. with me at a degree that I knew it was that night. <laughs> it was that moment. Yeah. I remember him yelling. I remember very distinctly him yelling at Rooster, get Gizmo the hell out of here. Yeah. Out of the bathroom. Get him out of the Not bathroom. The house, just no, the bathroom. just out of the bathroom. Yeah. That wasn't easy. <laughs> so the moral of the story to the young listeners out there, 
Do not overly hydrate while you're drinking. Yeah, it's the water. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's don't. the water. You it's hydrate. The water. You hydrate before or the morning after. <laughs> not during. No. Oh, but we love you so much. <laughs> and then you, you know, genius producer, and we love you. But you know, sometimes. Sometimes he malfunctions. Well, listen, sometimes that was like that's that's why you're Gizmo. I mean, it's yeah. because. If, if, you know, the wrong ingredients go in or you get exposed to certain things, you can have, well, you have like, you know, you have food vendettas too. Vendettas. <laughs> like he's, got, he's got certain dietary vendettas. Like you won't eat dairy. Like it's a vendetta. It's true. You know? I am. I'm yeah. anti-dairy. Anti-dairy. Just because so I don't like how it makes me feel. It's not an emotional gizmo, You can fix everything and you're smart. And you're, you can, you, there's certain ingredients that if you mix with you, uh, he's he a, explodes. He's a gremlin. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope that uh, three's not a charm because those two were plenty for the roast tonight. Yes. The roast of Gizmo tonight. Holy moly, boys. Uh, it is nice to see you able to drink Chivas again because you swore you couldn't drink it again, but you're it being is a good, good sport today. It is so good. Right? It's nice when I'm pouring it myself yes. in a reasonable manner. Yes. As opposed yeah, we, to. We know exactly how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> a gizmo pour is a term for a reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. What a uh, night. Well, I'm very thankful that you guys recapped those stories for me. That was, and the listeners, thank you guys so much. Well, we try to share, you know. <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we're about halfway through the Oliva V, boys. What do you guys think of this? I, I got to say, not bad at all. Not Very bad. good. Very good. Yeah. For a $10 stick? It's uh, surprising. I mean, it is very surprising. I know I'm smoking it a little too quickly at this point. Yeah, you're, well, you're way Christ further than we are. Yeah, uh, Bam, I mean, you're Jesus. really... You'd love it, please. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's why he carries yeah, that same. club and he <laughs> walks around in like, in like animal skin, you know, yeah. like cat skin <laughs> underwear. Yes, that's right. Like Bam Bam. I got leopard on tonight. <laughs> like leopard skin <laughs> togas. Please, please. I'll take you in the back room and show you later. That's right. <laughs> Rooster's at the same point, and he usually is the slowest. Yes, what is happening? Yeah, How yeah. are you guys smoking through this so fast? I don't know. Isn't just, it too hot? I'm can't, not talking as much. Can't wait this to be over. I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's not no, that, no, it's not good. That it's bad. good. No, it's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like the flavor's pretty much the same for me. Yeah. It's picked up a little bit in strength. Yeah. But I feel like it's very Consistent. similar to what it was. Consistent. You know, what's interesting is I was just reading a little bit about it uh, earlier, and at some point, these were very hard to get cigars. Like, really? Yeah, the demand for these was way off the charts. Um, we know who's responsible for that. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. <laughs> I mean, at the, at the previous lounge, he, they always had them. Yeah, yeah. No one else smoked them. <laughs> yeah, he would smoke what? He's He'd the smoked, only one. He smoked what? Two and a half boxes a month? Two, you know, two a day, you, right? You know, it's really odd that this is what he would smoke every single day. Yeah. Twice. Two. Yeah. Every day. I mean, yeah. how could you do that? I mean, I mean, sometimes even, more because sometimes he would say he had like a morning cigar right. on his porch. And but it this had is to the be only this. stick that he would smoke. Yeah. yeah. I could never picture myself smoking the same stick. I don't care what stick it is. Even if it's a cigar you love. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, some people though do. It's like to each his own. Um, yeah, true. I guess. A, a friend of mine who's kind of like getting into cigars was he's asking me all these questions. You know, he's saying, "Oh, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that?" I said, "You know, you, you just got to try." And, and I know it's I'm going to caveat. 
it's very like judgmental and being like a douche at the beginning of the podcast with the cigar but it, it, it is a journey and you do really need to like just it doesn't matter really what you smoke i mean if you like smoking something and you like it that's really great like and if that if that's what turns your crank you know yeah. more power to you yeah you know if you're enjoying yourself and you're relaxing if that's what you know pulls what? your pants down you're good if the, yeah. yeah i mean for you <laughs> that's what's required get that tension out. you tension. know you need the tension the tension release we know that you need that often but well, if, to if your this point is what it is good you know if, if, if this is what does it for you i respect that That's i mean listen if, if if this suits your flavor profile and and for 10 bucks i mean it's a win-win yeah you can't you, can't, you cannot knock it yeah. at that price you just can't no, i just the thing i'm most encouraged about is the flavor profile of it has notes that we do like in new world cigars very true yeah. Yeah. Like, very true i'm getting that cocoa um there's a little bit of spice yeah um, the delivery of it is not aggressive. It's not like strong on nicotine it's or smooth. Any, it, it, it's it's not bad. I mean, is it better than? <laughs> I'm gonna go here. Is it smoking better than that? The the, the Opus Tar Bomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I it mean, is. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you had to choose between really those at, two, two at cigars, four times the price. At yeah, four that's times right. The price. Forty-two dollars times the price. You right? know, that's a good point, Bim. Yeah, there, there's some merit in a cigar like this Absolutely. at this price point. Well, I mean, to Poopa's point earlier, I know we were busting balls, and obviously we, we have a history with this, as we've detailed, but, you know, with with folks that we know that smoke this exclusively, and, and we, we laughed about it. But to me, it's like, again, going back to the benefit of this podcast for us in the room, we, none of us would have ever, ever picked up this cigar because of the history that we've had with it. And... Preconceived notions. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean, it's a lesson for all of us, right? I mean, you said this earlier. I mean, it's it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's developed into something pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it, mean, it, I, I'm glad Gizmo brought up the pledge prequel earlier because that was cigar of the year yeah. recently. Uh, yeah, and so far, I would absolutely smoke this over that. I totally agree. No Any doubt. Day. Now, the El Senador, no way. I think that I, is that, that was awesome. El that's, Senador that's, is a great yeah. cigar. Agreed. Like, I'm halfway through, and it's actually. <laughs> i'm gonna eat my words because i was being such a dick at the beginning of the show um ah you know it's 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 come around pretty yeah, good i agree it's come around pretty good i'm not gonna lie i mean the melania was actually rated pretty high on the uh in the yeah, cigar i like this better than the melania i like this better than melania yeah, i really yeah. do i i just think like the melania is milder than this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i the flavor notes i don't get a ton of cocoa in that cigar, I get much more barnyard. And in this, I get a lot more cocoa. There's a lot of cocoa here. Which is a flavor that like I chase in New World cigars. That's yeah, why right. we love Padron and some other, and even the El Senador, there was lots of cocoa oh, in yes. that. So this is much more um, suited to my palate than the Milano yep. is. And I think worth picking up for a lot of the listeners that are looking to try a cigar. I think this it's very worthy. It almost, ha- it doesn't, it doesn't taste like an exclusivo, but no. but like it has that Nicaraguan it does. flavor to it. So like it has those underpinnings that are a little bit adjacent. Like you can kind of right. s- taste the Patron exclusivo in the very, very, very background of mm-hmm. the thing. Distant, but that's a great way of putting. But it. there, yeah. you know. So like as it builds. In this long, big, huge patola, yeah, 
it kind of builds into something at the halfway point that's, you know, more of, I think, what you'd want it to be at the light. I think right. the, the legal line is I was gonna go a little there. bit better than uh, it's better than flavor yeah. wise. Uh, yeah. I would agree 100%. I think hands down. Yeah. 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 Also, the league is more expensive, right? I was going to yeah. say for ten bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you're getting Liga, a Papa's Fritas for ten bucks. Factoring that in, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little one. So, so the other interesting thing I was when I was reading about it, this cigar, Oliver's, started in the 1800s, and obviously has gone through a lot of problems. I haven't read a lot in detail, but um, you know, this I think this cigar was made in 2007, and the in 2000s, and the, you know, the ownership, the son took it over. He went to Spain. He came back, and he started a factory. And you know, these guys were producing over six million cigars at some point. Yeah. Like this is uh, well, they certainly they sell a ton of cigars. These guys. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that it does have a huge following. Yeah, and and like I said, this cigar, I think, out of the emails and messages we've gotten, the Oliva, not specific this right. uh, specific Vitola. We've gotten so many requests to review Oliva. Yeah. And I can see why. There's an interesting wow. thing. Sorry, go ahead. I just so, yeah, Pagoda is 100% right. I, I was just fascinated, so I had to look some of this up. And, and it, it does say, as Pagoda was mentioning, that Oliva traces its history back to the tobacco fields of Cuba, where Melanio Oliva, so that's where Melanio comes from. That was his first name, started growing tobacco in the 1800s, like you said. And it says his grandson, Gilberto, became a tobacco broker and eventually left Cuba for Spain and then later set, uh, settled in Central America, where now obviously they operate. I never knew the history of Oliva dated back that far. That's actually impressive. It is. Yeah. And I'm, I am smoking oh. this very fast. And what's interesting is, you know, usually if you smoke a cigar too fast, you get a lot of ammonia and it gets bitter. I'm not getting, I don't get that here. Another fun fact yeah, go ahead. on the Cuba piece. Melania Oliva first grew tobacco in Pinar del Rio, Cuba in 1886. Wow. His growing operations were suspended when he fought in Cuba's War of Independence. Wow, that's cool. Wow. Very cool history. Very cool. And, you know, it's amazing that so many of these, uh, of, of these cigar brands have ended up in Nicaragua. Yeah. You know? Uh, obviously, I, Davidoff yeah. and Fuente have ended up in, in uh, Dominican, but, you know, Padron, Oliva... Some of the others have ended up in Nicaragua. I mean, this yeah. is a really nice Nicaraguan it cigar. It, yeah, it tastes like Nicar It tastes like a Nicaraguan cigar. It does, and it, it actually the the delivery has been more mellow than you would expect. Yeah, especially down where we are now. You know, but it's typical of Nicaraguan cigars to be like full flavored and full bodied. You know, and that's what you get out of this. The 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 the, the one more subtle observation: um, the finish is short. It is. Um, and that's nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's nice how the flavor sets up for it, but it doesn't seem to. Um, it doesn't stick maybe, around much, right? So this could be a merit, or it could be mm. it, it, it could be a merit in the cigar, or it could be a detriment. Is that it's a little bit one dimensional? But again, that's true. If you, if you really like this, then that could that that could be a virtue in the smoke. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what your palate is. It's kind of delivering to me, I think, the same kind of flavor throughout. It just builds in a little bit of strength as it moves along. But other than that, it's pretty kind of... Yeah, consistent. Pretty consistent in, in how it tastes. And that could be a merit. Or it could be... And surprisingly, not harsh at all. No. 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 Not no. getting that kind of tar. No. Like no. Nothing. There's it's... nothing really unpleasant about it. Right. It just... 
it just doesn't deliver as complex of a finish. Like when you smoke a Padron, not that it's fair to compare the two maybe necessarily, but the finish is longer. The flavor and the palate just, it, it lingers and it's just, it's, there's a complexity there, but this not, is a pleasant smoke. Yeah. This is a pleasant smoke. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing I, I think I have to give this credit for, the construction is actually very good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Chir Churchill's are not easy cigars to make. And, you know, we've talked about uh, of Cuban Churchill's, right? The Romeo and Julieta Churchill. We've had nightmare experiences with the construction <laughs> of that and the, cigar. The draw. This has been burning evenly. The draw is great. I mean, I don't think I'm looking at everyone's cigar. I don't see any uneven burns or anything that's really been. A, I haven't a touched problem. mine up. The much. ring gauge yeah. is significantally bigger, though. Oh, this. totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. a, a Churchill extra, right? It's right. a 52 by seven. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So not as I mean, the Churchill is harder to roll well. Traditional Churchill, which can lead to all those issues you're talking about, the draw issues, right? I mean. But Even the wrapper on this looks very good. It's I mean, very nice. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. yeah, no, no. There's like the seams are tight. Yeah, they are basically invisible. Yep, yep. And that's, you know, that's a virtue. The combustion's really good. The burn has been great. Um, we the taste is just a little bit maybe one dimensional, but maybe that's a good thing. We didn't know? mention the draw. There's a there in mine anyway. There's just a slight bit of resistance that we've talked about on episodes past. That is is definitely helping the cigar it's for a good me. thing for sure. You know, it's, it's just thing. a touch of resistance, mm -hmm. but really, actually, a perf the perfect amount exactly. in terms of the performance of the smoke. Excellent. Yes, and not overpowering in terms of smoke output. No. Yeah. It's it doesn't light up like the, the Liga. Yes. Like the Liga. The Liga. Yeah. 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 We couldn't see each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Ligas were really like the, what was that? The T nine? No, uh, Liga the, nine. The, the Liga nine or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, that that thing, we lit those up. It was like, whoa! That was call so, the fire department. That was so good, though. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So the uh, the Chivas eighteen, smooth, going down nice, going down very nice. Yeah. I mean, if I was on an airplane, <sighs> is it uh, worth the price? No, I don't think it's worth eighty bucks. No, seventy two plus tax in New Jersey. Other places, it'll run. Shit, eighty nine bucks in Florida, or yeah. something like that. You but on the mean? other hand, it's drinking so well right now. You know, it's pleasant. I mean, you know, like it's crazy. You know, my dad, who's seventy eight years old, and just wants a smooth scotch and to watch the U.S. Open. You know what I mean? And just wants to sit there, and not you don't need you're not smoking a cigar. You're just relaxing, and you're yeah. gonna have one, two, one or two. It, it's definitely it's so drinkable and approachable i think for certain there's an audience for it absolutely you know? agree it's yeah. like i don't need smoke i don't want that I yeah. just i just want to like relax with my life and just be okay and so yeah, if I you're looking for something it, different because the, because of the price point i think what makes it interesting is if you're a single malt you know uh if you prefer single malts i think there's a lot of really good options which are slightly better i would think and so it becomes a difficult thing to pull up just to you know pour like for, for uh, when it comes to me so yeah well yeah i mean i think that's where when puba says you know th there's an audience for it and and I, I i agree with what you're saying pagoda 
you know, if you're someone who you're looking for really, a smooth experience. Yeah, well, I think some scotches are very smooth. I, I think it's more, you know, a lot of single malts are very flavorful and very complex. And I think if you're just looking for something that's smooth, that isn't taking you in a bunch of directions, yeah. it's going to be pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's not going to disappoint. Yeah. Not going to surprise you in any way. Right. Like, this is kind of an old, steady friend. It's funny you say that. Right? Because that's exactly right. I yeah. think it's a great way to describe yeah. it. But we, you could also it's describe really it. really pleasurable. I mean, like, there's zero anything that's not good about it. Everything- it's just... If you're looking for a complex experience, this is not going to give you that, but it's it's giving you this blended scotch, smooth delivery. And sometimes people want to just put on a little Sade. <laughs> <laughs> Where the know, hell did that come some from? Some Genesis or some shit, you know what I mean? And just chill, you know? I mean, you know. That's, smooth you know, operator. You know, smooth operator. <laughs> smooth. And that's all you want. It's funny. I, you know what I mean? There's definitely a place where if I had this in my bar, I'd pour it. Underpairing well. Yeah, well, you I was about to go there. Well. Everything you're saying about the Chivas, it's, you can say the exact same thing about this cigar. There's, there's an audience for it. There's no rough edges. There's nothing that you wouldn't you could no. say because it makes it a terrible cigar. But the really. accessibility of this cigar at ten bucks. It's incredible. Versus that eighty dollars, you know, that's uh, always available. That's true. <laughs> this that's is true. ironically. That's true. <laughs> this is ironically turning into a, a interesting pairing because we have a very yes, it is. The cigar is smooth and kind of straightforward, yeah. and the scotch is kind of smooth and straightforward. Yeah, which um, great pairing. It is works. Funny. Yeah. It's it's funny. It's it's. So they, they make this cigar. Other other Pumas left speechless. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. He's, like, he's, got, he's got no negative comments. It's amazing. I know. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> and you know what? I think I would have lost Listen. a lot of money today because <laughs> I said <laughs> I would. Yeah. The, the, I would have thought Puma would have this in the I would have taken minutes. that action no. all day and lost. No, no, no. I thought I was going to ditch this cigar. Yeah, we almost had a side bet yeah. that you would do that. And I didn't do it. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to smoke the whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. They yeah. make they make this in a robusto, right? They do. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is helpful because you know uh, when you have friends come over who don't really appreciate cigars that much, but they just kind of want to have a cigar to yeah. you know do what the group's doing. Um, it's always very hard to find cigars for those occasions when you don't want to just burn through you know great sticks that you really appreciate that someone can't. And um, I've tried doing that with the Milanio, and it has failed. Mm, really. Uh, part of it's on me. I I, I think I gave out a bunch of exclusivos oh. and then everyone had a second exclusivo and oh, then boy. guys who I know just don't care about cigars. I'm like, all right, this is silly to just keep burning through these. So let me just reach for something I have for, you know, sometimes uh, guests that don't particularly love cigars. So I had pulled out a, a little 10 count box of these Milanios and I'll never forget, you know, one of my friends, he lights this up and he goes, Senator, this, this isn't as good as the cigars you were giving us before. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, it's, it's yeah. not as good. <laughs> but I just trained didn't, them well. I didn't think that they would know the difference. <laughs> but I feel like if I got this in Robusto, the regular V instead of the Milanio, this would be more satisfying mm-hmm. for um, someone who, you know, is just looking for a casual everyday smoke. Yeah, in Robusto, for sure, it would be. The Churchill's intimidating. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. This is too much. It so, is, it yeah. is, but it's. But it worked out okay for us, yes. Yeah, and I think you know you talk about you know a, a yard cigar, and if you're going to be 
you know, literally out in the yard, like doing a lot of work, you're going to spend like two hours out there. Yeah. Like this church hill would slot in there. It's also it, a great it golf. It's a great golf course cigar as well. It's None great. of the six of us have picked up a lighter to relight yeah. this thing. It's, yeah. it's so let me just run through. You asked about the robusto. I'll run through the other vitolas that this line has. And and for the listener, this is specific to the Oliva V. What we're smoking right now, not the Milanio, just the Oliva V. They have the Churchill Extra that we're smoking right now. They have a Lancero. They have a Figurado. They have a Double Toro. They have a torpedo, a bellicoso, a double robusto, and a number four. So, did you say double toro? Double yeah. toro, I, your favorite. Another double toro. Uh, yeah. In fact, this is the only brand that makes a double toro. That's right. <laughs> uh, a vitola that Bam thought was Bam is, is everywhere. Is, no, 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 no. I am vindicated. There is a double toro. It is. It exists. What? What, what is What's the it? Size 60 of a double toro? Sixty ring gauge by six inches is the double toro. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Oof. It's like smoking well, a brick. I, you know, I'll be honest. The experience we're having tonight makes me want to try the Lan- the Lancero. <laughs> so, the Lancero, thirty-eight by seven. I want. To- it's funny you mentioned Lancero. A few of us have tried it. Yeah. So we did a Lancero night at our uh, former lounge. I, this might have been before Gizmo had joined the lounge. Yeah, I yes. remember that night. Yeah. yeah. So it was me, Bam, Rooster, and Pooba. The think. Lancero was Grind- good. Grinder and Grinder. Yeah. And um, it came in second. Yep. I think the first one was uh, a Liga or a Drew Estates Lancero. That the was the lovely That was the least. Yeah, I didn't like that. But this came in second. Yeah, and I'm interested to try the the double Robusto as well. And to clarify, this was a New World Lancero night. We're not including Cuban Lanceros. I'm looking at the. the you Oliva. could have got killed for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, Oliva site here. A lot of these have have some pretty high ratings from Cigar Journal, Cigar Snob, and uh, Cigar Aficionado. So, seems like a you know, like I said, very popular line. Yeah, a lot of folks have uh, a lot of folks are smoking these. Looking forward to the rating here tonight. Let's yeah, I'm very yeah. curious what it's going to be. Oh yeah, no question about it. So I got to ask you guys, because we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, I, I'm not a golf guy, mm. um, but I'm really fascinated by the business aspect of uh, and the social aspect of, of this new uh, golf league, the Live ah, yeah. League, um, started by the Saudi Arabians that Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and a few other folks have migrated to. Bryson. Um, and Bryson as well. I'm yep. curious what you guys think of this. I, I mean, I saw some a quote from Charles Barkley. He's obviously someone that's very vocally supporting this, but it's almost as if somebody created a, another NBA or another yeah. NHL league to compete well, with the primary league. From the point of view of payments, it's a super league. Yeah. Financially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know about this idea about super leagues because they've tried to do it. This even in soccer in Europe and, you know, with all the top teams getting together and they're paying a lot of money. It's going to be interesting to see how sustainable they are because at the end of the day, even the Saudis, are doing this as a form of investment. And if there's no ROI in the long term, uh, I think it's unsustainable. Honestly, I think they do a lot of things from the point of view of, of uh, notoriety. They want to bring credibility to their country. And that, a lot of their actions are based in, in my opinion, in that realm of thought. I'll, I'll say this, and I, I think I'll be quick on this, and I'm, I'm especially curious, some of the guys who like golf and are, are even you know, deeper in golf than I am as just a fan. Um, 
when this started, I had a very negative reaction to this. I, I mean, I, I just thought like you have a, a sport and, and your job is to protect and grow that sport. Right. So like if you play on the PGA tour, like that is an American run entity. Right. And if you're a member, if you're on the PGA tour, right, like you, you've kind of, you've bought into that. Right. And so if there's a problem with it, you fix it, you try to do that and you, you try to improve or grow that sport. And I, especially, you know, a Saudi run league that obviously from a foreign policy standpoint, we don't have the best relations with the Saudis and I won't get into a political discussion, but that fact just remains. So I had a hard time understanding how you would have a number of these players, especially American players, say, well, you know, screw this league that I've invested so much in and that has invested so much in me, and now I'm just going to go run off into this clearly well-financed league, but I I almost question, like, the motives really behind it. Like, I'm not sure that this was created yeah. for the love of the sport and well, to yeah. be this yeah. amazing thing. Like, no. I, I kind of lean more in Bam's camp. But what I will say where I, I – and I criticized, in my mind, players who would go run to that, and I really respected the players that said, I'm sorry, I want no part of that. Let's fix what we have, what we've been part of, what we've committed to, where I've started to change my perspective a bit and – uh, I think there have been a number of of pundits and people on TV who have really poked at uh, from a player standpoint of how how could you turn down you know if someone's willing to pay you 150 million dollars to play golf how as a player can you turn that down and why I'm more sympathetic to that is when you you know break down the reality of just sports generally this is entertainment obviously all these athletes they love their sports but they would not be choosing this as a career if it didn't pay well, this is to support them and their families at the end of the day. Same reason all of us go to work every day. Right? Sure. We, we may, some of us may love what we do, but if we weren't paid you know, well enough for it, it wouldn't be worth our time. And so as I've started to think of it through that lens, I'm now less critical of the players that have decided to make that jump. And, and, and it kind of then begs the question, well, if the PGA Tour wants to keep those players, then, then like find a way to pay yeah, up. Like you have up. to compete. You have to That's compete. Right. And, and, right. and as somebody who is... I've 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 played golf for most of the majority of my life, um, and grew up in that environment, and and still in, as an, I'm an avid golfer to this day, and I and I really enjoy the game. I it, I had the, I think you articulated. Uh, I agree with everything you said. It's it's I felt the same way at first, but then when you look at um, the type of money that's being that that's being presented it's really hard to justify it's like you know there's there's this level of hypocrisy that's out there in terms of we're all using iphones yep you know and and all those iphones are are, are, are made essentially via slave labor you know and we're going to saudi arabia for oil and all this other stuff and and when 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 these types of numbers are put in front of people. You know, 150 million, 100 million dollars. Guaranteed. Guaranteed money. Um, it's really hard to say no because it's in the context of the global stage because there is a, you can't divorce the fact that this is Saudi Arabia that's standing this up. You can't like divorce that fact. So, 
So there is this ethical concern, I think, that comes into play that you can't really, that which, which, is, which, which creates all this tension. This is, what's, this is really at the core of it in combination with the fact that the, the, they're also like defecting. They're like defecting. Yeah. So there's this thing where you're like, I don't like that aspect of it. But at the same time, you know, this is a lot of, of, of escarole, as they say <laughs> in New Jersey. You know, this is a lot of money. And it's like everyone, everyone else is capitalizing on this. And yes, the PGA Tour needs to make some, like re revise how they're helping players out, particularly players that they ride rep their reputation on, like Phil Mickelson and these legends, like, and that there should be some maybe additional compensation from the tour or like, et cetera. So there's a lot of players like the Sergio Garcias and people like that who are like, dude, like, uh, yeah. how can I say no to this, you know? So, and I get that because at first I, I felt the same way that Senator felt, but now I, I'm kind of saying, you know, we're going to now go to them and get all our oil and we, we, we have all the hypocrisy that exists. It's hard for me to say like, Hey, Phil Mickelson, like you shouldn't do that for $150 million and just yeah. go hit a golf ball. And he got like, 200 million. Did he get 200? Is yeah, that what it is now? That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's all. That's, you know, he's not making $200 million any other way. So that's a lot of money. And like, it's a rounding error on the Saudis' PL. And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is a rounding error. This is a, this is a tiny little. So it's hard for me now. As much as I don't like it, the kind of the idea of it, I I don't fault the players for taking the money. It's really it's a lot of money. It's too much money to refuse. Agreed. Basically, and I, picking up on the last thing you said there, as much as I don't like it, I mean I'm still in the camp where I don't like this happening because I I don't think this helps golf. I think no. I, I really fundamentally don't. No. Right. Like if the whole premise of the PJ Tour is to be this American run yeah, thing that, that they've built and grown over time and are, are seeking to grow for the future, this completely erodes and threatens that. So I don't think that's helpful to the sport the same way in anything. You know, that's why there was the uproar that Pagoda was talking about in soccer. Like you go create this super league, like it erodes everything that everyone has known, supported and bought into for decades. And, and it, it that's that could all just be gone. And so. I still give a ton of credit to the players that do hold out. And now what's what's you have to unpack there is, you know, for some, they're able financially to do that, right? Like if you're Tiger Woods, it's like remarkable that they could offer him almost any amount of money. He just doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. And they he, did. And they did. Apparently they offered him close to a billion. Billion dollars. And yep. he's like, I'm already a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't actually need this money. So I, I respect now he he could be so money driven that he could just say, well, you know, I need the second billion. And so, sure, I'm just going to go right ahead. And I do. I, I think you have to give credit where credit's due to any of the players who are saying, I feel in a position financially that I don't have to just chase that money. Out. Yeah, it's hard to. But that's why I do give credit to the guys that do the same way that, you know, in anyone's lifetime. Right. You're going to have different career opportunities that will present itself. And some of them may be more lucrative than others. And at some point you either say that, you know, that money's worth chasing or that, you know, you're really bought into this thing you're, you're doing, you're working on your building and, you know, more money isn't going to make it you feel any but happier. But like Bryson DeChambeau, like his body's not going to hold up the yeah. way he swings the, the golf, with the way he swings, swings the golf club. He will <laughs> win. He can maybe win another five years, but he's done. He can't swing and maintain 
that his style of play that power long term like his style he'll have to completely change it up i mean he doesn't swing like a louis uh yeah yeah like like even though he's going to i believe to live yes he's going to live he's on the list but he's got one of the best swings ever but he also hasn't been able to win that's you know he's come so close yes he hasn't been able to win and convert those majors and it's like to get that prestige so i understand with a guy like louis louis can play forever louis can go and he's gonna his swings like like it's so smooth and fluid and like he'll his body will last forever bryson DeChambeau. Like if you're him, you have to take that money because his body will, he's already injured because of the way he swings. That's a good point. His body's going to break down. You take the money and you go. There's, there's, and Phil Mickelson's a money guy. Yeah. He's always been a money guy, kind of a gambler, kind of a, you know, know like a, like a fast shooting. He plays fast, a little fast and loose in his life, like money wise. He's also older. He's older. I mean, this is it for him. I mean, you get a freaking $200 million. Hey, I'm in. So I don't blame him for doing it. Do I like the idea of it? Definitely not. The, the way the majors and the, the if they're going to be able to get exemptions for these tournaments that they previously won and things like that, like how they work the exemptions and how if these guys are going to be able to qualify, they're out of the FedEx Cup, Cup. They've been taken out of the FedEx Cup race. So how are they going to, you know, so it's complicated, but they've made these decisions. Do you want to win majors and do you want to be included in these tournaments? or not and what that's going to look like moving forward who knows and how long this league's going to live who knows but here's a question nine figures is nine figures it's going to have a huge impact on the pga but that's that's where my next question is going so anything that's a disruptor in any industry doesn't it force that industry to get better react you'd hope adapt you would hope and if guys are leaving and going to this new league doesn't that open the door for younger pga budding stars to come up and have an opportunity it's a small percentage those players, it's so hard to just earn a card. I know. So those players yeah. are still going to have to work their way up to the Corn Ferry Tour, and they're still going to have to earn their way on to the PGA Tour. Yeah. And that's just it, the way but, it's but, always going to be. But to change. your, but to your point, something. though, Bam, there's two aspects of this that I think need to be pointed out. Number one, I think a lot of the guys that left may be safe for someone like Dustin Johnson. Mm. A lot of these guys are not competing every week, winning no, they're not the the event that they're that they're that they're competing in. They're there, obviously. They're drawing eyes. Even Tiger Woods. I mean, what a remarkable comeback he's had again after that car accident. But he's not competing each week for winning that that event. Again, save for Dustin Johnson. Now, Tiger is someone who, outside of golf, via his sponsorships and who he is, is probably the most arguably the most recognizable person in sports other than maybe Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. I mean, he's got an incredible business outside of golf that he can't risk even for a billion dollars to go to live golf. No, He can't do it. Now you look at guys like Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, they're all staying because each week they're still competing and they're still winning. So there is an element of the PG is really losing their marketing assets but they're not really losing the people who are competing each win- week to win the tournaments. Yeah, but if you're going to lose the top names, that's, what is that going to do to the well, ad- that's advertising Well, that's the question. Dollars, that's the right? question. Totally and I think that sad. a lot of the guys that have stayed in the PGA, even with offers, they're staying because they can still really win and be yeah, top yeah, of the world. There's so many young players that are still going to come up and they're still going to make things electric. And you can't duplicate what happens at Augusta on um, live. 
you can't duplicate what's going to what, you can't duplicate the electricity of the US Open even though US Open isn't it's governed by the USGA and its rules are it's an open tournament which means an amateur can qualify. In theory, I could go out, play regionals, play in the Medam, play and matriculate through all the fucking tournaments within inside of fucking 2 years and, get and make it to the fucking US Open yeah. if I played well enough. But this is why everything you're saying is why I emphasize like I feel strongly I don't blame the players that have left. But I don't give them credit in the sense that like you look at some of the old timers, right? Like some of the legends in golf from a different generation and a lot of them are really really opposed to this whole idea. And you know, I think that there's something to be said for that in the sense that, you know, you, you look at in sports just generally, like you have athletes who have opportunities to become the highest paid player ever at their position, whether we're talking football, basketball, you know, any sport period. And some of them just don't take it because they want to win. They, like there's something bigger about what they're doing than how much they're paid. They're saying like, you know, I'm already making a hundred million dollars is 125 or 150 really going to materially make me any happier than I am now or give me something that I, I already don't have? And so I do have to give credit to the players that make that calculus and say, and it's easier for some than others, there's no doubt. That's why I said Tiger's a, in a whole other category where when you're a billionaire, you can, you know, money almost doesn't matter at that point. But for the ones that are not in Tiger's, you know, financial category, I do give them credit where clearly for some of them, there, there has to be a calculus of I play this sport to play in Augusta every spring. Yeah. That's what and, makes me tick. And there's tradition. And, there. and I, the endorsements. And by the way, the endorsements, just to close this, I mean, the endorsements, you know, Phil Mickelson lost his endorsement deal. Phil Mickelson. So you're going into this, but you're, but you're dropping your partners. Yep. The partners are dropping you. And that's a big deal because the long-term partnerships that you can make with Titleist, with Callaway, with TaylorMade, with, with Nike, with these types of companies, with the banks and all the other corporate sponsors are, are, are relationships that can be actually really, really long and really, really enduring for the mid-range to upper mid-range tour player who's constantly, you know, in the hunt. They want their logos out there. They want their stuff. So, so for those guys, it's like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, they you could get stolen and put into the live. But what are the consequences going to be for me? You can play golf until you're on the on the Champions Tour. You can play golf. I mean, Bernard Langer played golf for you know how many years in the chain. You could play, 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 play if your body holds up. So long term, is that the, is it the best thing? And if you love the game. Tough decisions, but when when you get nine figures thrown out, like somebody throws a hundred million dollars at somebody, and you're like thirty five, you go, well, eh. you know, I'm in. Yeah, it's hard to turn it down. Yeah. So, so would they would they be excluded from any uh, all the PGA tournaments? Like we don't know what's going to manifest. Don't know like it could be. It sounds like it will be. It depends on what happens. I mean. Who knows how long this whole thing will even hold up? It hasn't even kind of materialized into something big yet. I mean, it's tough as if you're the PJ Tour, you, you kind of have to do that, right? Like you, you have to create a consequence that is significant enough that makes people think twice yeah. about leaving, right? If there's no material consequence, then there's no reason not to go take and that hundred million dollars. And the sponsors are just, yeah, they're yeah. going to not play the ball, play ball. What do the sponsors have to gain? By sponsoring you on the Saudi, they, they, they have nothing right. to gain. Yeah. 
But they'll probably get new sponsors, yeah. right? Or they may come back, you know, if, if the viewership is there. Who needs sponsors when you got nine figures? That's a good point. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, boys. What do you guys think of the uh, Chivas Regal 18 right now? <laughs> I think it's working really well it's with the still cigar. still drinking very good. Yeah. It's yeah, very efficacious. Really, really surprising. That. Yeah. The, both of the... Uh, both are surprising. <laughs> both have been surprising tonight. Yeah. Are you guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on this thing? Yep. Bam, bam. You're up. I'm between a seven and an eight on this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Pagoda. An eight. Eight. I'm in the same boat. For a blended scotch, eight. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it an eight. I really liked it, and I, I think that it's pretty approachable, drinkable. A little bit of cinnamon. It's a little bit sweet. It's really good in the finish, and I like it. Composite lizard score, boys, 7.8. That's a good score. Good, Very good score. Yeah. I think uh, for me, the reason why I just, you know, I pulled memories? it down to a seven. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why. The roast, the roast didn't help, uh, but also the price point. I think the price point, I, I compare it to another blended, any other blended scotch yeah. that, I, that I drink or like. I, I just think it's a little pricey yeah, for what it is. That's a good point. Fair know? point. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the blended scotch to you? Well, you, you look at, I love the, uh, the, the Kirkland. Kirkland's this is good. better than that. The Kirkland, but it is better than that, this but I can get that for 17 bucks a bottle. Tastier. But I can get it for seventeen bucks a bottle. So sure. yeah, I mean, come on. You know, it is. Don't give me that look, Pooba. No, <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> We're talking better. about a sixty-dollar swing. Yeah, you know. True. So, and speaking of budget, this ten-dollar Churchill Extra has really surprised me tonight. Yeah, I'm down to an inch, yeah. not a single rough edge on it. Yeah, I'm coming down to the end here. Yeah. It's been. Very, very good and very, very smooth. I'm surprised. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm taking back what I said. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. We can send you a delight. <laughs> I, I did. I enjoyed it. It's, it was, it was very, very surprising. <laughs> I'm surprised any better than I expected. You guys ready I'm to like, do the like, uh, formal lizard rating on this would thing? Would it make me buy a box of these? No. No. no right? Of course not. So, no. no yeah, but so. I would have a couple of these in my humor, maybe. I'm yeah, like gonna... I said when we start, I mean, for me, the utility of these sticks is like if I go into a retailer in a pinch and I just, you know, have to buy something there and I just really want a cigar, like I would have this and not leave at all upset or disappointed. Yeah. 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 All right, Rooster, you're up. All right. So for me, I mean, it's not in my flavor profile. Um, I'm not going to source the, you know, box of this or whatever. But yeah, I mean, if I was in a pinch, like Senator said, I would, you know, I would grab this. So for me, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Same seven. I'm also going to give it a seven. Rookie score is seven here. Okay. Pagoda. I'm at an eight. Eight. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. All right, boys. The composite Lizard score is a 7.3. Respectable. On a $10 Churchill, yeah, I can't. I'm yeah. shocked. Certainly, I mean, and, and we must say it again. We've said it several times. We have to say it again. Coming into this episode... Even when we all sat down to hit record tonight, where we thought this would end up and where it did end up is way, way, way different than my expectations, certainly. Yeah. I mean, anything over a seven, I think, is a soft recommend. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We definitely recommend the cigar. Yes. I take back all. I retract my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I like this version of Pooba. <laughs> it's being deleted. Kinder, gentler Pooba. I can be in- introspective. Yes. <laughs> All right, boys. Again, a 7.3 for the Oliva V Churchill Extra. Very good. Thanks for the roast. 
Thanks for the cigars to Grinder, who's not here, but appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.